Congressman Mike Quigley, thank you very much for hanging on all this time with us. I so appreciate it. And before we talk about Ukraine, and you know I will, I need to congratulate you on the Big Cat Public Safety Act, which I know you were instrumental in passing, which uh, prohibits down the road private ownership, which happens more often than you'd think of lions and tigers and cougars and the roadside zoos and these petting you know, you pay $5 and you get a, a selfie with a tiger. That's crazy. And you, sir, have stopped it all. So thank you so much. Well, we had a lot of help. Uh, it was a great end-of-the-year gift uh, for all of us who uh, care about our friends. Uh, and as you know, there's always more to do. But it's nice to have a victory every once in a while. And uh, some progress along the line. So well, I'll be working with you to do. Friends. I'll be working with you to do some of those things. So, you just returned from Ukraine. How long ago was that? Well, as I, it seems like it was just a little while ago. It was in uh, late July. I was in Ukraine visiting President Zelensky uh, and talking about the war effort at that time. And what was uh, it like? What was it like there? So uh, Kiev's uh, not vacant. It's trying to operate on a normal basis. Uh, since that time, uh, unfortunately, it's got worse with the um, with the airstrikes on the grid system and uh, their other infrastructure. Makes it much more difficult to get around uh, and just normal functions. Right? They don't they don't have water and power all the time. So uh, it's tougher. Uh, we understand the Russians are, are taking it out on the civilian population because. Uh, they're not having that much success against the Ukrainian army. Uh, another reason to help them. Congressman, it's uh, Steve. The, uh, a couple of things. It was an emotional President Zelensky. He just uh, wrapped up the news conference with President Biden at the White House. He's going up on the Hill now and will speak to you coming up, I think, what, in, in, in uh, two hours, an hour or so from now? A couple hours. What do, you, what do you expect or what does he need? What kind of impression does he need to make on the Congress? Look, when you're with him, it's it's dynamic. Um, when I was in Ukraine, I guess it would be our generation's version of meeting with Churchill during the Blitz. Uh, and clearly, the reasons for doing this is something he will spell out, or some of the same reasons we fought the Second World War. Uh, the world can't let a sovereign democratic country be wiped off the face of the earth. And remembering, obviously, that Putin's designs are, are more than just Ukraine. They're Eastern Central Europe. And uh, we can't let the genocide go on. Uh, when I was there, I was in Buchas standing on a mass grave of people who were tortured, raped, shot. Um, and, we, and we also can't forget that Beijing is watching. And, and the autocratic regions of the world who have eyes on not, you know Taiwan and Beijing's case, but others, that, uh, you know, we're letting them know that that, uh, the world will not tolerate this. So I think that's part of it. The part is that, you know, hey, this has been an extraordinary effort, Uh, but the the battle's not over, and uh, we need to do much more to ensure the ultimate victory. I know that there have been some, uh, just a few Republicans saying that when uh, their party took over the House, the aid for Ukraine would... Uh, go away or would be greatly diminished. I, I would imagine that's a great minority of the Republican Party and that he will find a receptive audience up there tonight. I think that's right. I think that uh, the notion that the Republicans aren't supportive of this is is uh, it's overrated. Uh, the, the Republicans I work with 
this would be, you know, I, I guess the Repub- the Reagan wing, but the more traditional wing of the Republican Party is steadfast in their support. Uh, and I think when you see Leader McCarthy talk about those points you just made, you know, I'd like to think he's just trying to appease the, the far extremes of his party, which were, you know, isolationists in their most pure form. This is the other Steve. The Patriot missiles take time to be trained on, apparently. Is this somehow a bit too little, too late? Should we have done this earlier? Well, first, uh, it's a great question, because when I talked to the members of the RADA, and when I traveled there and I traveled to Poland, uh, the border area, uh, and and talked with Ukrainians, they said, uh, it's remarkable how quickly you can learn something when your life is on the line. So uh, I think they'll learn quickly. They've become very astute on sophisticated weaponry that we've sent them. We have, I think the West is largely responsible. We thought this war would be over in three days, right? And we were going to arm an insurgency. So your point's well taken. Uh, you know, they initially light, you know, ammunition and light munitions to fight uh, an insurgency. And as this war continued and the Ukrainians began to win, you know, we became heavy armor, heavy weapon systems. Uh, and you know, the HIMARS, for example, you know, really helped change the course of the entire war. So my attitude is, well, what was that Doobie Brothers album? What were once vices are now habits? Mm-hmm. Let's get over it. Uh, if you don't want a war of attrition to go for years, let Ukraine go on the offensive. Give them what they need. Uh, and part of that, obviously, is a complete air defense system, but it's also more of the same ammunition training and uh, more effective offensive weapons. Well, I look forward to talking to you more about this and lots of other topics. Congressman, I thank you so much for hanging in there with us. I appreciate that. Glad to do it. Take care, gentlemen.